though we had a few technical difficulties. Let's pray. Lord, you are amazing.
forward to that day when we will see you face to face. As it says in the book of Revelation, all the saints are gathered around the throne.
praise you. You are the King of heaven, the King of kings. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Harvest Community Church. We're so grateful that, you're, that you can come here and just join us to worship God together. Why don't we turn to our neighbors and just welcome each other this morning. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Harvest Community Church. Just want to remi remind you that um, if you're here for the first time or um, you want to fill out some prayer requests, we have a welcome card that's in your bulletin. Go ahead and fill that out, and then you could drop it off in the um, in the um, um, basket as as it comes by later on when we collect offering. So we're going to start with announcements. Is Sammy here? Okay. Woo! this but okay thank you thank you thank you so very much well <clears throat> I'm here and if you all know me then I am uh, the so-called leader of promised land or children's ministry here at harvest and um, today is my rally call for you to sign up so here if you look at my clipboard uh, I have a lot of spaces highlighted I need your help okay um I don't know if a lot of you know the background of Harvest. I kind of don't know all of it, but I will let you know that we do, in fact, have a mission statement. And so I'm going to read that to you right now when I need my glasses. I'm getting a little old here. <clears throat> it says, our children's ministry exists to teach young children God's words, encourage them to develop and nurture a personal relationship with God, and foster an environment where they can connect with God, with each other and the church family, that they may serve and go share Christ in their community and in the world. And so the question becomes, well, who are they going to share? And that is Christ. That's Jesus. And so um, one of the verses that we took was from Proverbs 22, 6. It says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. And we know that Jesus loves the children. And, you know, um, I can't help but break out in song. So, Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world. All red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. And he sure does love all the children in Harvest. We have about... 35 children who attend regularly from nursery all the way up to sixth grade. We have six children who are going to be moving up to the park in middle school. And so I'm going to encourage all of you to sign up. I'm going to be passing this out, and I hope to get it back with it all completely filled out. Please, I implore you and encourage you to do so. And with that, I'm going to let you know that we are, in fact, going to be starting a new curriculum this year. We are going to be digging into the life of Jesus because after all, that is who we want to go out and share with the world. And so, you know, when you, we have children's um, 
uh, children's hour during our family worship time, and the pastor always asks questions, and the answer is always Jesus, and it's always right, because Jesus loves us. He cares for us. He takes away our sins. He was the one who rose from the dead, and all of those truths, we know the answer is Jesus, and so we have to ask ourselves, do we know who Jesus is? And so starting this coming month of August, we will be starting with the proclamation of him being born. And so I encourage all of you, be a part of this exciting adventure during the during 2017-18 school year. And for the park, I know that some of you have been interested in signing up to volunteer and help us out. Okay, if you want to, there is no uh, place for assistance in the one through sixth grade, but we would love to have you join us. So with that, I'm going to do a little cheer, and I hope you will answer me when I ask you. Sammy, Sammy, do you want to do the sermon this morning? <laughs> okay, so thanks for that encouragement, Sammy. So if we turn to our, to our announcements, um, just want to let you know that um, even though we're going to have our summer retreat on um, the weekend of August 13th, we're still going to have um, service for those that, that don't attend the, the retreat. So um, all classes except toddlers will be um, um, offered in Promised Land. So please, please... Um, um, Feel free to, to attend. Now, those that are attending the summer retreat, um, we need your activity release forms as soon as possible. So um, contact Polly about that, and she can give you um, any details. Is uh, Katie Lee here this morning? Okay. Yeah, and the team uh, just came back from Honduras. So we do have, um, in August, Mac and Jack food drive. And we're encouraging everyone to um, bring boxes of mac and cheese um, and or gently used jackets to be donated to Families Forward. So um, if you want um, more information on that, you can contact um, Katie. And uh, items will be collected um, each Sunday in August. As Sammy said, we do need Promised Land teachers. So if uh, you feel moved to um, um, uh, be a part of the Promised Land ministry, we need uh, pre-KK and grades one through, th one through three in August and September. So feel free to sign up for that. Um, 
daily issues of uh, August issues of Daily Walk are available in the back table. So uh, feel free to pick up a copy of that. And then on August 2nd, on um, Wednesday, we're going to have a prayer circle at the Moise House. So um, if, you're, if you'd like to attend, that's going to be from 8 to 9 p.m. Seniors Bible Study is going to resume um, August 3rd at Irvine Presbyterian Church. So contact uh, Ron Lynn if you're interested in, in joining that. The park is going to be having a morning hike. Saturday, August 5th, and that'll be between um, 9 and 12 p.m., so contact Michael on that. And then men, if you're interested in, in waking up early and joining other men for coffee and donuts, uh, Saturday, August 12th, from 7 to 8.30 um, at Irvine Press, they'll be meeting um, on uh, um, men's ministry, so contact Eric Tom if you're interested in, in um, joining that. So this morning, you know, I talked to Sean, and um, he wanted to do a Bible quiz. So how many of you know, know your Bibles? Nobody? <laughs> are, are, we at, are we at church? <laughs> are we here to worship God? But, you know, I, I need to look it up myself. But there are... There are three verses in the Bible that are the shortest verses in the Bible. They're, they're two words each. Okay. Do any of you know any of the verses? What? Huh? Jesus wept. Very good. What is that from? Okay. John 11.35. Okay, so bonus points to Wa and to Priscilla. All right. What, what's another one? There's two others. I am? Okay. One is First Thess- Thessalonians 5.16, rejoice always. All right. And then the third is Job 3.2, he said. All right. But um, today we have the pleasure of um, having um, Sean that's going to be delivering the message, and he's going to be talking about how Jesus wept and the importance of that in our lives. So, Sean? Thanks, Wayne. Um, so so just, to, uh, just to start out with another little quiz here. Um, where do the messages of this world come from? A- anyone, uh, just go ahead and shout it out. Where do, where do messages of the world come from? Social media. Social media, good. I didn't get that one. Where else? Satan, Satan. good. Elders, uh, elders. good. What's that? Your phone. Your phone. <laughs> yeah, sure. The TV, that's a big one. That a lot of people watch TV. Advertising. Advertising, right? Advertising, you need this. Yes. Communication? Miscommunication, yes. People, yeah. Google, yes. A lot of information comes from Google. A lot of messages from Google. Anyone else? All right. Gossip. Oh. Nobody ever gossips around here, right? All right, here, here's some of the ones I got. Um, the TV, books, teachers, 
Teachers give you messages, friends, coworkers, and the performance review. Okay, I've gotten a lot of messages from the world, worldly messages from my performance reviews. Um, and they aren't just messages, okay? Um, this is something that Al said in, in Bible study a few, few weeks ago. It's actually, it's poison, okay? And it's coursing through your veins all the time because people are injecting poison into you. And it's, it's meant... <laughs> Thanks, Matt. <laughs> it's, meant to, um, it's meant to really tear you down. It's meant to really make you tired. It's meant to make you feel like everything is really, really bad, bad, right? And it makes you feel bad, all right? Fortunately, we have the Word of God, right? Like that little animation? Yeah, that's good. Okay, um, so, so just, just to get started, we'll read some scripture. This is just for uh, Pastor Whalen here. <laughs> you, know, you know, I really do appreciate... Um, I really do appreciate Pastor Whalen because um, after the last time I spoke, he gave some, some constructive feedback, and I, and I really, really like that. Um, the feedback he gave me was, um, this, you know, a lot of people probably can't see the scripture, right? <laughs> um, because it's, it's a little bit small. So, you know, I actually have it regular size so people can read. <laughs> um, but, but, but in all seriousness, I think that, um, you know, I could use some feedback because because I'm not, not that great at this, and um, you know, I, could, I could learn a thing or two. So, so seriously, if you have some feedback for me, come, come and tell me. I, I, I'd appreciate it. Um, so before we get started, let me, let me pray for us. Father, thank you for a chance to, um, to hear your words. Um, the world is full of poison, and we need your... Um, we need your word as the antidote to that poison um, to keep us on track. Um, I know that I am doing things wrong all the time because I hear the wrong messages all the time. So, God, we pray that the, your word would get into our hearts. We pray that your Holy Spirit would change our lives because we need our lives to be changed. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. Oh, Sorry. Can you turn on Dwayne's mic? Uh, thanks. Now a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, this sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified, glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he, he was two more days. And then he said to his disciples, let's go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago, the Jews were there tried to stone you, and yet you're going back? Jesus answered, are there, not 12, are there not 12 hours of daylight? Anyone who walks in the day, daytime will not stumble, for they see by this world's light. It is when a person walks at night that they stumble, for they have no light. After he said this, he went on to tell them, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going there 
to wake him up. His disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there so that you may believe. But let us go to him. Then Thomas, also known as Didymus, said to the rest of the disciples, let us also go that we may die with him. All right, I'm going to start on a little bit of tangent. Um, I'm going to talk about myself, because I love talking about myself, right? Um, so so I'm, I'm an engineer, okay? I work at Edwards Life Sciences, and it means I'm a big nerd, okay? I, and I started my career actually in manufacturing engineering, okay? Who knows what manufacturing engineering is, okay? Francis knows because he's a manufacturing engineer also, right? And so a manufacturing engineer what your job is, is to, to help a manufacturing line run smoothly, okay? So it means you're building, let's say, this, um, this mouse, okay? So, so what they do is they have a whole bunch of components on it, and each person is responsible for a part of the mouse. So like one person puts a button in, and one person puts a scroll wheel, and one person, um, I'm sorry, I'm scrolling. Okay. One person, um, one person does this, and, and, and the object is to make, it, make uh, the line really super efficient, right? And so I actually did what they call a lean transformation, okay, because I really like lean manufacturing, okay? Lean manufacturing means you, you've set up the assembly line, and, um, and what it is is, like, each person does one part of it, okay? And we, we went from building, like, four or five units a week to like 300 a day, right? So that was really good, and I was really super proud of that effort. I was so proud of that effort that I wanted my, my kids to do it too, right? So I set up a little lean manufacturing line, okay? <laughs> Look at how, how small Noli is back there, with some, some, friend, some, some of their friends, and we actually did a Lego manu lean manufacturing line, okay? And I taught them all about... Um, lean manufacturing, and they're like, yeah, Dad, you're a real nerd. Um, so, so anyway, that's me because I really value efficiency, okay? Efficiency is really, really cool to me because I like things to be done fast, right? And who doesn't like to be done th things to be done fast, right? Everyone wants a shortcut. Everybody wants, oh, like, this is really cool because you can do it faster. Um, and, and so I'm even more of a nerd. I, I also, like, I have my kids do assembly line grocery un unloading, right? <laughs> so when you go to Costco and you buy a whole bunch of stuff, I want all my kids to stand in a row, and everybody hands each person a, a piece of grocery until it's in the house. Marissa's like, you are such a nerd. <laughs> and, and you know what? It's not, it's, it's really, really bad, right? Because when one person falls out of line, like when one person isn't doing what they're supposed to be doing, I'm going, this person isn't doing their job and it's making me upset, right? And, and why, 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 why do we need to be, be so efficient, right? Because in this world, efficiency is key, Okay? Efficiency is so key in this world because everybody's in a hurry to go everywhere, right? As a matter of fact, on, on people's performance reviews, okay, this is how, you, for, for those of you guys who don't know, um, when you get a job, okay, every year you will get a performance review from your boss, right? 
<laughs> and they will, they, will say, they will say, this person doesn't have a sense of urgency, right? What does that mean? You don't have a sense of urgency. It means when everybody is like running around doing stuff, like you're just kind of going, yeah, okay. Anybody know a person like that who's a little bit slower than the other people? Okay, and do those people drive you crazy? Okay, they, they make me a little bit crazy, to be honest with you, okay? My, in my fallen nature, it makes me a little bit crazy, all right? Um, okay, so, so I want you, so those of you who are taking notes, okay, I don't know if people like to take notes, but some people like to take notes, okay? I want you to cross out the messages of the world and change it to the, the antidote to the poison in the world, okay? Because the world gives us poison, okay? The world's poison, okay? And then on the other side, we have God's answers. Okay, slow people, okay? I have a coworker. Okay, and Francis works at the same company as me, and so does actually Rendell. Rendell, uh, uh, he's here for the first time. Um, I invited him. <laughs> and, and his newly wed wife, <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> okay, so, so we work at Edwards, um, and they know people at Edwards, so I'm going to call this person Dean Stone Stoneman, okay? That's not his real name, okay? Dean Stoneman is an engineer at Edwards, okay? And he reported to me, he used to report to me, he reports to somebody else now. But this engineer, he was slow, okay? Everything he did was very slow. And you know what? I'm this hyper person. I don't know, how many people have seen the movie Zootopia? <laughs> okay? Zootopia is great. I'm, I'm like that little bunny, like, running around. Did you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? How about this? Did you do this? And, and I'd come over to this person, Dean, and, and he would go, yes, <laughs> I did it. And, and then I'd be going a million miles an hour, and, like, and he's still going really slow, and he'd make me crazy, right? He does his job, okay? And, and that's good. We like people who do their job but could you just do it a little faster, please? Okay, because this world loves efficiency, right? You, you go back, go back to, we go back to the passage, right? And, and we look at Lazarus, okay? Lazarus di is dying, okay? He's not dead yet, he's dying, okay? How many doctors do we have amongst us? Raise your hand if you're a, a doctor, okay? We have, look at, we have a few doctors amongst us, okay? So that's really good, okay, because, because I'm super nervous and my heart's going really fast and if I drop dead here, somebody can give me, somebody can give me CPR, right? And I would hope, okay, Jack, if I, if I uh, fall down unconscious, would you, would you please run up here and, um, and do something for me? <laughs> oh man, cold, cold. So, so in seriousness though, I know every one of these people here, they would run up and they would, they would go, they would have a sense of urgency, right? Because time is very important 
if, if you're dying, time is important, right? I think Jesus, he seems a little bit slow. <laughs> they say, Lazarus, Lazarus is dying. And he goes, yeah, <laughs> he's dying. <laughs> right? Isn't, it, isn't he slow? And they stay there for two more days, right? You, make, you know what? That's exactly it. He wanted to make sure he was dead, right? Because, <laughs> no, in seriousness, he actually says that, right? He says, for you to believe, okay? Lazarus is going to die for you to believe, okay? That's, that's really, really strange to me because it's, it's, it's opposite world because I'm, I'm always going and time is so important, right? But God has a different sense of timing, right? Jesus isn't efficient here, right? Somebody tells him his friend's sick and he waits two days, then he walks over there, okay? <laughs> Come on, Jesus, like, you're God, right? Can't you just, like, beam over there or something, right? He walks over there, it takes another couple days, and by the time, by the time he gets there, he's already dead for four days, okay? Um, but, but this is it. And for your sake, I am glad I was not there so that you may believe. Okay? But let us go to him. He wanted him to die. Diane. Okay, so message point number one. God has his timing. Right? God has his timing for everything. Right? He let him die. He, like, he let this thing happen. Very, very strange. Okay, do we ever question God's timing? Yeah. Okay, Michael's nodding his head. Yes, yes. Okay, I never question God's timing. It's only when things don't go my way that I start to question, <laughs> right? Only when he doesn't do things on my timetable. Um, his time is actually different than our time, right? Okay, you know why his time is different from our time? Okay, because he's infinite. Okay? He has time, beginning and end. He's infinite. There's, this time thing has no meaning to him. Right? He's an infinite being. Okay? For us, we're finite, so we're always rushing somewhere. Right? But he is infinite. Okay? And then the other thing is, his goals are very different from our goals. Right? Our goals are to get another house, to put our kids through college, to on and on and on, but his goals are very different from ours. Okay. Um, Dwayne. Hey, hey, Matthew, can you turn on his mic? <laughs> oh, that's, that's cold. That's cold, Dwayne. <laughs> no, he didn't, he didn't know it was coming up. <laughs> Next time I'll warn him. <laughs> John eleven seventeen. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jer Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been there, been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give, give you whatever you ask. 
Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house, comforting, comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? he asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Okay, Jesus wept. Okay, this is, uh, this is, this is one verse all on its own. Two words, Jesus wept, and it's the key verse in this passage. And I'm going to go back and make another tangent again, because um, that's what I like to do, make tangents. Um, so, so the world's messages, the world's poison, okay? Be a man, okay? How, how many people have heard this from parents or be a man, suck it up, okay? Um, be a man, a real man, okay? Real man, like... Um, you know, pick up hot coals with your bare hands, kind of real man, right? Um, and then another one is, strong men don't cry, right? Strong men don't cry. You suck it up, okay? You swallow your tears, okay? Um, you know, I, I coached a little bit of Little League baseball, and what I, what I heard from some of the other coaches was when... Oh, you know, co- coaching Little League Baseball is a, is a crazy thing, right? Because kids, okay, they, in, in baseball especially, baseball is a sport where you fail a lot, right? If you fail 66% of the time, you're an all-star, okay? If you fail 66% of the time, you're an all-star. And the other thing that's really, really hard about baseball is when you strike out, you get to sit in the dugout and just sit there stewing with your emotions for probably 30 minutes, right? It's really hard for kids, okay? What I hear from coaches all the time is, okay, and, and you, like, I, I think you've probably seen this before. That's really good, Bobby. Your crying isn't going to help you get better, right? It's not going to help you get better, right? Crying doesn't help anything, okay? You see this coach, like, yelling at this kid? Crying doesn't help anything, right? Jesus is actually the man, right? He's actually God. He is God and he is man, but he actually spent some time to weep, okay? He spent some time to weep, okay? So that's message point 
Number two, Jesus wept. Okay? And I'm thinking to myself, what in the world? Like, what, is, what does Jesus have to cry about? Right? Why is Jesus crying? Okay, if I'm Jesus, okay, if it were me, okay, which I'm not, I'm not claiming to be, please, I'm not, not a heretic or anything like that, um, but if I'm Jesus, okay, first of all, I'm Johnny on the spot, right? Lazarus is sick, boom, I'm there. Like, okay, let me do a miracle, heal him, right? All this stuff is, I'm, 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 I'm moving, right? And even if he's dead, okay, I get over there and I see, oh, like Mary's crying, right? I'm very uncomfortable with, with, with people crying, right? Um, in general, I'm, I'm getting much better about it because I think it's important to be good with people crying, and so please don't hold back your tears for me, okay? So it's, it's in, like, because when people are crying, it's showing, it's showing me something. It's showing me their, their emotion. It's showing me something's bothering them. So it's, it's okay to cry. I'm here to tell you it's okay to cry, right? Um, but if it were me, okay, in my human self, okay, the second I get there, bam, I'm in problem-solving mode, right? Okay, when, when people tell me that they have, like, they're really upset about something, okay, and they're saying, like, oh, man, like, I, like this person did this to me, and I did that, and then, and then blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm going, okay, like, I'm, I'm automatically listening. Okay, oh, that's where your problem is. You did this wrong, right? That's exactly what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm looking for the problem, right? Okay, I'm really good at that, okay? Ask my wife. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really not great at listening to what's really going on in somebody's heart. Okay, I'm good at listening just the facts, right? Because that's what I'm about, just the facts, okay? So anyway, Mary, okay, she is, she is super upset, right? Her brother just died. She has a right to be upset, right? But if it's me, I'm going, what are you upset for? I'm just going to raise him from the dead, <laughs> right? Like, what, what are you crying for? Nope, no big deal. Let me just, oh, he's alive. Let me, let me just dry your tears. Let me get some Kleenex. Here you go, right? Okay, Jesus did something different, right? He weeps with her, okay? Is there, is there a real need for crying here? Like, he's just going to raise him from the dead, right? Okay, but there is a need for crying, right? Okay, and it's right here, okay, in verse 36. Okay, Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. Okay? And not only see how he loved him, but see how he loved Mary and Martha also. Okay? By weeping with Mary, what Jesus was saying is, it's okay for you to be upset. Okay? I feel, I feel your pain. I have empathy for you. Okay? I, you know what? I want you to share those emotions with me. Okay, because your emotions are important to me. They are a part of you. And I want to be, I want to be part of you too. Okay? So my way of thinking, okay, you, you, somebody shares their emotions with me, and I skip straight to problem-solving mode. What that is doing is it's trampling on their emotions. Okay, you're, you're smashing them. Like they're saying they're not important, 
Okay? And they are important. Okay? Jesus weeping, it shows that Jesus has multidimensional thinking. Okay? Every time somebody talks to you, they're not just talking to you on one level. It's not just the physical that they're talking about. Okay? There's always something else there. Okay? And this is a lesson that I've only learned in the past three or four years. Okay? I've, I've always been terrible about this. I'm the king of efficiency. Okay? And I'm just now in my infancy of understanding a second dimension and a third dimension. Okay? There's a physical aspect, an emotional aspect, and a spiritual aspect okay? that you may believe. Okay? You have to take care of the emotional okay, for people to understand. Okay? I, I feel like you know, when you do things like this, weep with a person, it actually creates a safe environment, okay? Ben, Ben Campbell and, and um, Michael Bosmaroff, they're very into um, a safe environment where people can share their feelings and those emotions aren't going to be trampled on. Um, I applaud them for that. Much, I mean, they're young guys. Like, I'm much, much older and I didn't learn that lesson until later in life. And um, I regret it. it. It really affected uh, the life of my family. So... I'm, I'm glad I'm learning, learning this lesson now, and I'm glad there's um, a lot of young people who already understand this, this lesson. Um, okay, so next point, um, Matthew. <laughs> John eleven thirty seven. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Jesus once more, deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been, been there for four days. Then Jesus said, Did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called out, called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Okay, um, the world's message, act fast, right? It's um, always in the advertising, but, but wait, there's more, like 1999, and then, and then they say, act fast, the time is now, there's only three of these offer left, hurry up, get it, get it, right? Act fast, um, because you don't want to miss this golden opportunity. Or there's other times where it's like, if only you had done this, like, there's, there's a finite amount of time for you to act, right? Um, and we see it here in the passage, right? In verse 37, it says, But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Like, if he had only acted faster, he could have kept him from dying, right? But you know what? God is sovereign over even death, right? He had his plan because he is sovereign over even death, okay? And so what's going to happen here is he raises Lazarus from the dead, right? Because 
He is the resurrection and the life. Okay? That kind of thinking of God being sovereign, it actually allowed him to go through all that, to be, to be with Mary, to be slow about things, because he is sovereign, right? And to take care of everything. Um, so now my conclusion. Um, I know a lot of people have told me I need to work on the conclusions, right? Um, sometimes I go to a Bible study, and like the lead up to everything is, is great, and then I'm like, okay, we're done. And everyone's like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not very good at this, but, but I'll give it a try. I, I worked a little bit harder on this. Um, so remember, we have the messages of the world, okay, and it's poison in us, right? And um, even now, it's in you, but we need the word of God to help us, okay, to get rid of the poison, to get rid of that constant uh, need to be efficient and fast, right? Um, kind of tying it back to harvest, okay? I used to be stressed about harvest, right? Um, we kind of, um, we, we're going through a period of transition where um, our senior pastor is now gone, um, our youth, our youth, um, our youth director had left, and now we have Michael, which is great. Um, but, it, but it causes me to be a little bit antsy, a little bit edgy, right? Um, but something um, that Jack Fang said, okay, he said that I'm stressed, right? But God isn't. God is not stressed. Okay, in, in this passage in, in the Bible, like, Lazarus was dying, but Jesus wasn't stressed, Okay. Maybe, maybe our church is going through some transition, right? But God isn't stressed. He's got this. He's got a plan. And it's a plan for good, okay? And we can wait on him, okay? We can wait on him because God has everything in control. The other conclusion I have is to think multidimensionally, Okay? Don't be in such a hurry to be efficient, okay? And don't care just for people's physical needs. They have emotional needs as well and spiritual needs, okay? People have emotional and spiritual needs as well. The physical is obvious, okay? I want to create a culture here at Harvest, okay, which is safe, okay? It means, it means it's okay to cry with other people, okay? I had a, um, an experience where, where I was crying, and, and the other person actually was laughing at me. It's like, don't be such a woman. Don't be such a, you know, it's like, but wait a minute. Like, women don't have a monopoly on emotion, right? Men have emotions too. Men, believe it or not, like, they have emotions too, but society doesn't allow them to have emotions, right? But those emotions exist in men too. Right? And, and it's okay to cry. And um, let's not jump to problem solving. Okay? Let's take care of people's emotions. Um, let's not trample on them. And then um, the spiritual aspect of things. Let's, let's bring these, these problems, things, to the Lord. Okay? The world doesn't need the next megachurch. Okay? Harvest isn't intended to be Saddleback or Willow Creek or anything like that, okay? Harvest is who Harvest is, okay? And, but what, what people in the world need is they need us to love them, okay? No matter what church you are, we need to love people, 
Okay? And they need God's love. Okay? They need God's love. I'm going to close um, with a, a story. Okay? Because uh, everybody likes a, a story. Um, and, and it's a true story. It, it occurred in my life um, over 20 years ago. Okay? I was a student at UCSD. Okay? Um, and, and I was failing my kids, Noah and Daniel. Don't, don't, don't listen to that part. Okay. I was, I was failing um, linear algebra. Okay. Linear algebra was, was a tough class for me. Okay. All these eigenvalues and like, I didn't really understand it that well. Okay. So I was failing. Uh, my, homework, my homework scores were bad. My midterm scores were bad. Okay. And so I was failing this class. And, and so the, here comes the final and I'm stressed, right? Because actually, the professor told me, if you get an A on the final, you can get an A in the class, right? And so I was like, okay, like, I, I can do this, right? I can, I can study really hard, cram 10 weeks into one, one week or maybe a few days, and I can get this, this grade, right? And so I'm studying, really studying really hard. And um, one night about 11 o'clock, um, I have um, a roommate, um, or he lived in the same suite as me, actually. His name, his name was Rich, okay? And that, that's his real name, actually. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to give you his last name, but his name is Rich, okay? And, and he was telling me, like, hey, Sean, I've been thinking about the meaning of life, right? And he's not a Christian, right? And so I'm like, wow, what a great opportunity for me to share the gospel with him, right? And so, and, and so he's telling me the meaning of life, and like, he's telling me, like, or his thinking on the meaning of life, what am I supposed to do, and all this kind of stuff. And, um, and while he's sharing with me, you know what I'm doing? I'm going, got to study for my algebra test. <laughs> and, and so this whole time, like, like he's, he's ripe for, for hearing the gospel message, and I'm going, I got to go, <laughs> right? And so what did I do? I went, and I um, studied some more, and I went to bed, and you know what? I got 99% on my algebra test, 99%, A+. Plus. I got an A plus in the class, right? But what about Rich? What about Rich? I never took the time to hear his feelings. I never took the time to share the gospel with him, right? And that moment was gone. It was gone. I never got another chance, okay? Now, don't get me wrong. Like, um, I don't think that Rich is going to hell because I didn't have a chance that second, right? Like, God, has, God always has other plans, and, and that's, that's great. Um, but I had a chance. I had a chance to do something really great, and I didn't take it, right? And and so, um, so I just want to close with, let's, let's, let's think about people more than just physically. Let's think about them emotionally and spiritually as well. Okay, let's, uh, let's pray. Father, I'm, I'm a fallen man, and I know that um, others are fallen as well, and we think about um, the physical, and we think about solving problems. But God, we thank you that, um, we thank you, that you care about us more than just um, what we're going to eat or what we're going to wear, um, because you value us so much. 
Father, I pray that, that we would, um, every opportunity, um, we would take the time to be with people and comfort them where they are at, um, just as Jesus did. Um, we know that Jesus wept. Um, he wept uh, for Mary. Um, he weeps for us. So God, help us to be more like Jesus um, each and every day. In Jesus' name, amen. filled out that little purple welcome card. If you have any prayer requests, please um, drop it in the in the bag as it's going by. Um, we're going to close uh, with a kind of a, a song of thanksgiving. And, um, we're so thankful that we have a Savior who understands our every need.
and standing for the benediction. May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, equip you with everything good for doing his will, and may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Thanks for joining us this morning, and uh, please stay for a time of fellowship. <laughs>